to Strong Mind, Strong Body. I'm your host, Angie Miller, and I'm coming to you from Iowa. Happy New Year. What better way to spend the new year than in the state of Iowa? So I'm here visiting family, and I appreciate you all kind of all tuning in. So in the new year, I thought I would talk about something that I think is so applicable to everything from resolutions to our goals and dreams moving forward, and it's the four horsemen of avoidance. So my guest today is Sally Zimney. She is a professional speaker. She is also author to her most recent book, Speaking Story. Sally is amazing on stage. She is so motivating. And when she talks about being a good speaker and telling stories, she talks about the four horsemen of avoidance. But when I listened to her talk about these, I thought, gosh, these apply to everything, not just speaking your story, but basically life in general, because they're delay stories. They're stories we tell ourselves that keep us stuck and prevent us from moving forward. So I'm going to bring Sally into the show, have her introduce herself, and I can't wait for you to hear what she has to say. Hey, Sally. Hello. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. It's so great to see you, Angie. Yay. So good to see you too. And you're in Minnesota. So we are both out here in the cold. <laughs> we are. We are surviving. We're staying warm. We are. I mean, I love the beginning of a new year. I'm just, I'm a beginnings person, you know, so it's like, oh my gosh, it's 2024. What could happen? So that helps get me through the cold months. I don't know if that's the same for you, Angie. It definitely is. It absolutely is. So I love new beginnings too, because to me, one word always comes to mind and that is the word possibility. Mm -hmm. And so to me, a new year, there's endless possibility for what we can create. So Sally, before we get started, tell us a little bit about you because you have a brand new book coming out. I, and uh, I just want you to tell everybody about it. Yeah. Uh, well, hello, everybody. Yeah, my name is Sally Zimney. I sometimes go by Sally Z online. And I am a professional speaker and a speaker coach, which you might be as a, as fitness people, you might be like, what does this have to do with me and what we are talking about today? But honestly, the stories that we tell ourselves and the way that we communicate our ideas uh, is so, so important across the board for whatever profession you're in. If you want to be a leader, if you want to move your audience, then we've got to figure out how to really tap into our own authentic voice and lean into the stories that we tell ourselves and the stories that we tell other people. And I have been doing this for 20 plus years. I started out talking to teenagers. I was traveling the country and talking about these big ideas that teenagers don't necessarily naturally are inclined towards like hmm, kindness and courage and respect. And so it was my job to engage young people into these ideas. And what I learned really quickly was not only how to do it in a way that, um, that they cared about, because of course, teenagers are not really going to listen unless you can really embody these ideas in an authentic way, but also uh, learning that stories were truly the tool. Stories were the pathway to get people to be invested in what we're talking about. And since then, I have taken these concepts and ideas 
and applied them to all kinds of different scenarios. Uh, Angie mentioned, I have a book, I have a podcast. I've worked with all kinds of leaders, lots of um, different arenas to help them really speak with more confidence and clarity and courage and do it in a way that moves your audience. In other words, lean into your stories. I like that. And I think that, you know, your whole kind of uh, speaking platform is called Be Moved and how we move people through using our voice effectively. And I think it's so true. I'm glad you mentioned that because I actually wrote down that you talked about communication in general and leadership and how tapping into our voice helps us to meet and reach other people more effectively. So it doesn't matter whether you want to get on a big stage or whether you're talking to two people. If you can use your voice effectively, you make people want to listen. And when people want to listen, guess what? You have a community. Uh, totally. And I, you know, I was watching the beginning intro video that kicks off this podcast. And at one point it said confidence in your craft. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is the nexus point between my work as a speaker and a coach and your work. As fitness professionals and people who are motivating other people, your job is to be the best you can be in the craft that you have. And so uh, storytelling and communication and engaging people in an authentic way is the key to doing that. Yeah. It's kind of funny too, just even if you look at life in general, I always think about people who are good storytellers and people who aren't. And it's funny because if you're a good storyteller or you know how to connect people to your voice through your own authentic experiences, people feel so close to you, even yeah. if they don't know you. Yeah. I always like to talk about how it, it's the differentiator because in this information driven world, People can find out whatever they need to find out on the internet for free. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, if they want tools for this or the pathway to this or the guidance to do that, they can find it online. But if you want them to come join you and be a part of your community and connect with you in a deeper, more real way, then you have to embody those ideas through your stories. And so stories are the way to deepen those connections and, and differentiate you from the other people who are also talking about what you're talking about. <laughs> because stories are personal. Stories are powerful. Stories are the thing that make us care about these ideas that we can go get for free. Yeah. I like that. So Sally, when I listened to you speak, <clears throat> I went to the permission sub conference, which was Sally was one of the major leaders of this conference. It was amazing. It was in Knoxville. I think I've mentioned it to everyone who listens before, <clears throat> but Sally, when you were speaking, you talked about there's the difference between deciding to do something and then actually doing something yeah. in between. Hey, I decided that I'm going to do this and me actually doing this is delay, delay, delay. And I think about little red flags popping up and the delay stories are the stories that we tell ourselves that are like, oh, I could never do that. Or, oh, what am I thinking? I say I want to do that, but there's no way I can be successful. And when you talked about the delay stories, that's where you talked about the four horsemen of avoidance. And I have to tell you, you had me there. And so let's go through those, those avoidance stories. I love those. Yeah, good. I'm so glad that it connected. And, you know, as we 
position ourselves here at the beginning of a new year. We have these dreams and wishes and hopes for the new year. Yes, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. And so there's, we make a lot of decisions about what we're going to do with our new year. I'm going to do this. I am going to do that. And as you mentioned, Angie, there's a really big difference between the decision to do something and then actually doing it. And I, I kind of have this vision in my head on one end of the spectrum, you have the decision to do something. And then there's this whole pathway that we take before we actually do the thing. And as you mentioned, that pathway is filled with what I like to call delay stories. And these are the stories that we tell ourselves. And oftentimes, they are kind of a load of crap. I'm just going to say that. They're just like baloney stories that we are telling ourselves. I call them the four horsemen of the avoidance because it's sort of like they are hunting us down like the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And they're just like, they are, it's like the, the on their sh on your shoulder and you can just never get rid of them. So we really want to identify what the four horsemen of the avoidance are for you so that you can change those delay stories that you are telling yourself so that you can really show up and do the things that you want to do. So let me just go over, there's four of them and we'll, uh, we'll go one by one. The first uh, horseman that we want to tackle is fear. And none of these are rocket science, but fear is one of those stories that we tell ourselves um, that we want to make sure are not you're in physical danger fear, but these are often the fear of these, we've making up these things in our heads about what might happen. Um, and we really need to just change our relationship with fear in order to move through it. So Angie, let me, let me ask you, when you think of the four horsemen of the avoidance, the fear, what is, what is that delay story it's, if it's okay, I'm asking you, what does the delay story sound like for you when you are facing fear, the delay story of fear? So I know the next horseman and so yeah. that, that's the one that stands out to me the most. Yeah. yeah. But I think with fear, <clears throat> fear is still underlying all of the horsemen. Yeah. Fear, comes, <clears throat> fear comes in so many forms. Fear comes in self-doubt. Like, what am I thinking? I say I want this, but there's no way that's going to work. Or fear comes in, what if I make a fool out of myself? Or what if, um, you know, I, I start to do this and it doesn't work and then what will I do next? And yeah. so I guess fear just comes with a lot of um, narrative in my head that isn't necessarily founded in evidence, if you will. Right. Yeah. Another way to think of, because you're right, fear is sort of a generalized level uh, and form of avoidance. But when I think of the horsemen of avoidance or the, the fear stories that we are telling ourselves, often we believe because this is scary or because I my heart is pounding or I have a physical fear response in some way, that it means that I can't do this, or it means I don't belong in this big potential thing. So us telling ourselves the story of this is scary is holding us back unnecessarily or slowing us down from ultimately getting there and doing our thing. So the way we want to change that fear story from this is scary, we want to change that to 
this is exciting. And here's why, and perhaps your audience is already familiar with this, but physiologically, the experience of this is exciting is truly the same as this is scary. Our body is reacting the same way. And the biggest difference is what we are telling ourselves about what is happening. So if you start to feel that, oh my gosh, my heart is pounding. Oh my gosh, I'm feeling nervous or I'm feeling scared. What happens? What would happen if you change that fear story to, this is exciting. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to do this. Even though you're not totally believing it yet, but you start to shift that story from this is scary to this is exciting. So I like that because the whole, it being exciting again, goes back to that word that I said initially, which is about possibility. Because if something is exciting, that means that the possibility is, is anything. There's an open book there. I get to write my story here. There's so much possibility. There's so much potential, Mm -hmm. but you're right. If I say this is scary, scary, a lot of times to people when they're scared about something, they assume that if they're scared, it must not be the right thing. Right. A lot of times fear is driven by the fact that it's just the unknown. It doesn't mean it's not going to work or it's a bad thing. It often means it's what we need the most. And that's why we fear it the most because it's unknown. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I like to tell my speakers and the people I work with often, like, it's okay to be scared. In fact, I want you, I want you to be scared because that tells me you're at the right level of challenge. If there's no fear, like, meh, like you're not pushing yourself that you're not reaching what you're really capable of if there's no fear. So let's change that feeling, change the story you're telling yourself to from this is scary to this is exciting. So that is the first horseman fear. The second horseman of the avoidance is imposter syndrome. And this, this can really haunt us down, especially when we are pushing ourselves into the next level. So the fear story often sounds in our head, something like, I don't have what it takes. What if they figure out like, I, I'm, I'm really pushing myself here and I don't think this is going to work out or other people, other people have what it takes. I don't, I'm a fraud. I'm a fool. Like, who do I think I am? All of that stuff. And, and it can be really debilitating, especially when we are challenging ourselves to push to a new level. So the fear story shifting from things like, who do I think I am? Or I don't have what it takes. What we want to do is change to a more uh, aspirational belief mode in ourselves, which is I already have what I need inside me. Mm-hmm. I already have. And if I don't, I can figure it out, right? We're not trying to fool ourselves into to, um, self-delusion, but what we do want to do is recognize that we don't have to have everything figured out to take step one. Mm-hmm. We can begin. We can trust ourselves to begin and learn and grow that it is all within you. So it's that belief in what is possible for yourself and trusting yourself in that journey. So I like that a lot because I do think that the whole imposter syndrome situation, you know, again, it ties into fear, but it also is like, it's a constant reminder of, 
of course I'm feeling a little bit of imposter syndrome because of course I'm doing something completely different. So of course I'm going to have some ambivalence and some concerns, but that means I'm pushing myself. And I like the whole, I already have what it takes. I just have to remember that even if I have to go searching and digging deep, I'll find it because I figured these things out in the past. But Sally, before we go any further, I want to reintroduce you. So my name is Angie Miller. This is Strong Mind, Strong Body. I'm talking to Sally Zimney. She's a speaker coach and she just published her first book, Speaking Story. Sally is an amazing speaker and we are talking about the four horsemen of avoidance. What are those delay stories that get in the way of you saying, I want to, you know, I'm ready for this, but I can't quite get to doing this because I've got these stories that I'm telling myself that are fear-based. So Sally, I love the imposter syndrome one. I think that's a big one for people. What's what's another one? Yeah. So the third one is perfection. And this one starts with us from a young age, oftentimes, and it's really hard to shake that need and desire and belief in perfection that I will be ready when this happens, or I'm not going to share this until it's this or that. Uh, And the desire for perfection is going to hold us back from taking action and learning publicly, learning as we go, which is such an essential tool for all people in their leadership and their growth. And so if your delay story sounds a lot like it's not ready yet, or I'm not ready yet, or I'll be ready when, right? We've got all these reasons why we want to tweak, tweak, tweak before we're willing to take action. If that is you, I want you to think about flipping that delay story to something more like, I'm ready enough. Okay. I'm ready enough. I'm ready to try. I'm ready to give it a go. I'm ready to put myself out there. Um, And acknowledging that your imperfections, your humanness, the things that make, that reveal yourself to not be a robot, but to be a regular old human being in all of your imperfect glory, like that humanness is truly what connects you to other people. And it really challenges for a lot of people that belief can be a hard one to wrap your head around, that the thing that we often want to hide our imperfections, our humanness, our like, you know, whatever things are going on in the day and your, your, uh, like my hair keeps falling out of my hair, my, my thing today. I'm just like, well, this is, this is me. This is messy. Um, ready enough Sally, but my imperfections are revealing our human connection because nobody else is perfect either. Uh, and so that shift can be really a difficult one, but empowering. So one of the things that I often uh, challenge my speakers to do is to actually go online and connect with their audience without any makeup on. And people are like, Ooh, I don't know, Sally. I like to put my face on before I show up and do my thing. And I get that. Me too. Like I, I, I'm, I, I like to put a face on and show up and really show my best self. But I also, uh, it's, it's really incredible practice to let that go sometimes and be like, here I am. This is me, my imperfect, real humanness here. Here I am. And what I have found and what I want my 
speakers to find and what I'd love for all of you to experience as well is that we think the story, the delay story we tell ourselves is if we aren't perfect, it's not going to work or people will think less of us or it's going to affect our credibility. Now, there are some situations where, uh, right, you showing up in your most professional self is really important, right? There, there are situations where uh, it's about your professionalism. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is allowing yourself to be a full three-dimensional, imperfect human being and trusting that that is going to connect with and move your audience. I think that, and I agree with that. And I, I hear you there. And I think that, you know, you're saying, Hey, if you're up in front of 500 people and this is a speech that you've practiced, yes, you want to be human and yes, you want to be you, but you also want to be refined and ready. But for the most part in everyday life, our stories are things that we want to, what I wrote that you said was things we want to hide the most are what make us human. Then I think that if you look at most people who have, mastered the art of storytelling and become really profound speakers, that is exactly what they're sharing. They're sharing their human side. They're sharing their struggles. Now, when I talk to people about that, I always say, without a doubt, they've practiced their struggles, if that makes sense. Like they've, they know their struggle and they've woven it into a speech or a presentation that helps people to connect with it. It's not that it didn't happen to them, but they've still kind of practiced how they're going to tell it because I always say that sometimes, you know, you have to be careful what you share because you have to be careful what you let in or what you invite in because people are always going to have an opinion. So that's what I mean by practicing. Yeah. You know, something might have happened to me, but I might want to nuance how I share it so right. that it reaches people, but doesn't make people uncomfortable. Totally. Yes, absolutely. There's a lot of nuance to this because what I'm not saying is, hey, share all and everybody gets access to everything. Uh, our vulnerability, our level of vulnerability should be based on the level of trust that you've built with the people uh, around you, right? They don't, not everybody gets to see everything, right? Gets access to all of your stories. And the and this is really, really important, especially as we think about storytelling, the stories that you're ready to share, Brene Brown likes to talk about them being um, scars rather than scabs. So and what she means by that is the stories that you're telling yourself, if they are still fresh to you, if they are still like, oh, they're itching a little bit and you're like, oh man, this is too raw for you. Those are stories that are not ready to be shared yet. And it's not that you're, and here's the difference. It's, it's not you trying to not be the most perfect self, right? It's not, it, the delay story isn't about perfection there. That is just a level of you not being able to serve your audience in the way that you'd like to, because that story is hasn't been processed fully yet. You don't have the wisdom to be able to pull from that story yet because you're in the middle of it. You're still living it and feeling it and processing it. Now, on the other hand, we have scars. We have stories that have scarred over that you do have wisdom from that might be able to serve the people that you're talking to and that you're trying to trying to show up and really connect with. And being afraid to share those stories, that's just an important question to ask yourself. What is holding me back from this? Is it my fear of being um, not perfect and showing myself to be a human that struggles? 
hello, welcome, everybody does, or is it something else? And so part of what I think is so helpful about these four horsemen of the avoidance is it gives you a chance to say, okay, now what, what is holding me back here? What is the thing that's keeping me from really showing up in and authentically serving my audience? If it's one of these, it, 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 hopefully will give you some tools to shift that story. So perfection is the third story, right? My imperfections are the thing that connect me with each other and I'm ready enough. I can do this. The fourth story of the horseman is judgment. What will other people think? If I do this, what will other people think? And this one is brutal. This is the one that I have to battle so, so much. So instead of that inner story saying, oh, they think of me. Oh my gosh. If I do this, it's going to ruffle some feathers or um, they're going to judge me for this. Or maybe somebody has said some things to you in the past and they really have like dug into your brain and those words are holding you back. Like how do we shake that off and turn that delay story into something more like Uh, The people who connect with me are the people who are for me. The people who resonate, like those folks are not for me. This person um, who sees me and accepts me, that person is for me. I like that analogy. And I also like when we were at the permission subconference, somebody said something like we worry about whether or not people like us. And someone said people already don't like you. Yeah. And I laughed and I thought, you know, isn't that the truth? We're so focused on what if somebody doesn't like this or what if somebody thinks such and such about me? And the reality is, is that people are already forming opinions every single day. Judgment is part of human nature. And even when we say I'm not judgmental or I'm not critical, and you may not be, but at the same time, your brain is a brain that takes in information and measures it against your current values and knowledge. And so naturally there's natural judgment that takes place. I'm not saying it's negative judgment, but we're so fear-based on what other people think. And truth is, I don't think other people are thinking a lot about us. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I, I remember I did a podcast conversation with a writer once who was so beautifully vulnerable. And I said, how did you get over your fear of what other people would think about you? And he was like, Our, I, I figure I've, I've got a hundred years if I'm lucky on this planet a hundred years. I've got, you know, 49 Christmases left. If I'm lucky, I've got, you know, however many birthdays and summer sunsets and et cetera, et cetera. And he said, why would I let a handful of people's opinions about me, their opinions hold me back from taking advantage of living this life as fully as I can. So he was really letting this sense of mortality spurn him on and give him juice and give him energy and and really give him strength to shake off that last horseman of judgment. Like, I'm not going to let what other people think about me hold me back from doing what I know I am here to do. And I've never forgotten that moment because I thought, wow, um, I'm an Enneagram seven. I don't like to think about death and how short things are and missing out or anything. It's like, well, but he's right. He's absolutely right. So focusing on the people who do connect with you and also remembering that 
other people really aren't thinking that much about you anyway. So why, why let them hold you back? Well, you know, Sally, the whole mortality thing has been presented to me more than once. I went to a workshop with Stephen Hayes, who does acceptance and commitment therapy. And I think Donald Miller also does the same exercise where you do a uh, timeline. And I've shared this before on my podcast, where you go from a timeline of increments of 10 years, zero to a hundred. And then you put it, you put a dash where you are right now on the timeline, you know, how old you are and then how old you think you'll live. And of course that's a guesstimation. And then it is, is, hey, where are you on the timeline? Are you over on this side closer to 100? And if so, how many years do you think you're going to live? And gee, you don't have a lot of time. What are you going to do with it? And it was the, it was at the same time that it was motivating, it was soul crushing. <laughs> I was like, oh. but it's, I've never forgotten it. And it, it really made me want to accelerate a little bit more and say, hold on here. If ever there's going to be a time, why not now? And why am I worried about other people? Because they've already formed their judgments. They're already going to think what they think. I call that the perimeter. I don't have time for the perimeter anymore. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I really like that. And you know what the truth is, none of us are stuck in any of these stories all the time, right? There are some days where that horseman is on your shoulder more than other days. Like whatever this the the particular delay story that you as you were listening to this, that you were kind of drawn to like, "Oh my gosh, perfection keeps you know, holding me back or whatever it is for you. There are some days where we are able to live in more of the do story that like I'm ready enough story or the people who are for me are, are for me. I'm going to focus on them, whatever it is. But when we have those days where it creeps up, where we forget that life is short, where we forget that people already don't like us, that, um, we just, you know, we have a low day or a hard day being able to recognize that these are simply stories that we are telling ourselves. And if we can shift the words that we say to ourselves, it can help us move more quickly towards the life that we truly want and doing the things that we are put here to do. Yep. I agree. And I also think there's the whole phone a friend. <laughs> I, I think that we need our we need our people who are wind beneath our wings. We need our people who help lift our our wings up so that we can fly again. Who, when we're stuck in self doubt and and we're lacking self belief, they can remind us. So Absolutely. I agree with you. I think we move through these four horsemen. We don't stay stuck on either one. And one day, one might affect us more than the other. Yeah. So Sally Zimney, uh, she again is the author of Speaking Story, and she is an amazing speaker. Sally, I'm so glad you came on. And for those of you who joined us today, I want to review what the four horsemen are. The four horsemen of avoidance are fear, imposter syndrome, perfection, and judgment. And often those are the delay stories that come between, hey, I want to do this, but I can't quite get started. So if you are sometimes overwhelmed by the four horsemen of avoidance, you're not alone. But I know that Sally gave you some great tools to get you out. So Sally, how would people reach you if they want to reach you? Yeah, I'm on all of the interwebs, like all of the places. I spend a lot of time on Instagram. You can find me at Sally Z underscore be moved. 
um, and LinkedIn. And those are two places I like to hang out a lot. Uh, and we've been talking a little bit about my book or some of the concepts in my book called Speaking Story. You can kind of spot it on my desk behind me there. Uh, and so if you're curious about that, I've got some powerful tools in there that can help you tell a better story, not just externally, but also help you become a person who really leans into stories more. And so if you're curious about that, you can go to speakingstory.com and there are some free tools there, uh, free training, and you can grab the book that will be available February 13th. Yay. Congratulations, Sally. Thank you. <laughs> So right. excited, really excited to be here um, and so excited about um, all the things you're doing too, Angie. You are, you're telling your story. I am telling my story. I've joined Sally in her speaker lab and we are going to, we're going to up my game. So yes, yes, yes. Sally has me telling my stories and I have many stories to tell. So and hopefully many stories to sell. <laughs> okay. So thanks to all of our Strong Mind, Strong Body listeners for checking in today and uh, coming to you from Iowa and Minnesota. I look forward to seeing you next week. 